Hello, Nintendo fans. This is Eric from Geeks Crossing, and welcome back to yet another episode where I give a quick review of any new game that came out recently. And yes, looking at the title, we're diving right back into Mario to talk about the latest remake in the Plumber's Legacy, Super Mario RPG, the remake. My god, out of all the quote-unquote Mario side games, this one has to be the most unique yet, simply because it's a Mario game but in the style of an RPG, hence the title. Sure, that's not exactly new anymore given how many side games we've gotten, i.e. Paper Mario as well as the Mario & Luigi series, but this is one of the earliest games to incorporate an RPG style, and it's one of the games I've been anxiously waiting to play, for two reasons. One, I wasn't born yet when the original game came out. And two, I've heard nothing but amazing things about this game. Granted, I could have played the original version back when I had my SNES Classic Edition, but at the time, I never got a chance to play it. Hey, I'm a busy man. And just like any responsible adult, I wasted so much of my precious free time to play this remake and finally got to experience what I missed out. And all I gotta say is, wow, how the hell did I miss out on this gem? Hmm. As usual with these types of episodes, I'll be listing my pros and cons to give my final rating out of 10. Remember, whatever I say is just my opinion, so if you disagree with some things I have to say, that's okay with me. Oh yeah, spoilers for those who haven't played this or the original game. In retrospect, it would've been smart for me to play the original game on emulator or something before diving into the remake. That way I can fully understand the differences. Oh well, I guess Keith said it best. We're geeks with bad time management. <laughs> Shout out to Keith. Love you buddy. Anyway, let's get started. We'll begin by mentioning the story. Now, everyone and their Uncle Tony knows that Mario games are almost obsolete when it comes to storytelling. Hell, THE Uncle Tony from the Super Mario Bros. movie will even agree with me. But, RPG does something different. It starts off like any other game. Bowser is up to no good, Princess Peach gets kidnapped, and Mario has to go out of his way to save her. You know, a normal Tuesday in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> then, all of a sudden, a giant sword gets embedded into Bowser's castle, causing mechanical fiends to start running amok. It turns out, this is the work of the Smithy Gang, and their leader managed to destroy Star Road as an attempt to prevent any more wishes from being granted. Now it's up to Mario to find the seven legendary stars to restore Star Road and defeat the Smithy Gang. But this time he's not alone. Joining him on his quest include Mallow, a Nimbus creature who is raised by frogs. And I don't mean creatures like the Toads who don't look like Toads. I'm talking about actual amphibians. And Gino, a star warrior that possessed a wooden doll in order to restore the Star Road. But that's not all. We also have Bowser, at least until he gets his castle back. And even Peach because she has a kingdom to protect. You hear what I mean by doing something different? This game literally starts off like any other generic-ass Mario game, but takes a 180 to give us one of the best stories I've seen in a while. I think the biggest takeaway fans got from playing this game was seeing Peach and Bowser fight alongside Mario. Okay, Peach being a playable character isn't exactly new these days. But this is one of the first times we get to see Peach actually do something instead of waiting for Mario to save her like always. And my god, was it weird but awesome to see Mario and Bowser finally put aside their differences in order to stop a bigger threat. Granted, other games sorta continue this trend, but it's not as prominent compared to this game. But what about the newcomers they introduced? Well, I think they're great. Right off the bat, I can finally see why everybody loves Gino. All thanks to his moralities, determination, and ideologies about granting wishes. Although, I personally felt more infested with Mallow and his character development. 
going from a crybaby to a more confident person, especially when he did all he could to save his biological family from Valentina and assert his dominance as the real prince of Nimbus Land. Speaking of which, most of the villains are very one-note and hardly developed. Hell, we don't even see Smithy, aka the game's main villain, until the final battle, though I did see myself enjoying Jonathan Jones, despite having the most basic-ass name you could possibly give a Mario character. He does showcase a good sense of honor and respect for those who defeat him. The Axum Rangers, aka the Blue Lake Power Rangers, were pretty cool too if I'm being honest. Fun fact for those who don't know, Super Mario Bros. Z, aka the short-lived yet slowly reviving web series, is what helped me get introduced to these characters. So it's nice to finally play the game where they originated from. Still waiting for episode 3 of the reboot, but I'm going off topic. Hey, it be like that sometimes in these Mario episodes. <laughs> also, can we please talk about how Mario can just transform into different characters while explaining things during cutscenes? I think Courage the Cowardly Dog has competition. <laughs> Bottom line, the story is pretty enjoyable, but what about the gameplay? Well, as the title makes it pretty damn obvious, it's a Mario game under the RPG formula. In this case, a JRPG, or Japanese role-playing game, very reminiscent of the old-school days of Final Fantasy. Funny enough, this game was also published by Square Enix, which only makes that analogy more on the nose. Anyway, you roam around different town-slash-areas, talk to NPCs, collect items or hidden goodies, go through different obstacles with some involving platforming, and of course, engage in enemy fights. This is when the game switches gears and becomes a turn-based RPG. During those turns, you and your party members can either inflict damage on your opponents, use an item, or simply defend against any upcoming attacks. There's also the classic runaway feature if you don't feel like fighting, but that doesn't always work. Take it from me. Hmm. When it comes to attacks, you can either inflict physical moves or special moves which require FP, or fire points, which is pretty much this game's version of MP, or magic points, that you typically see in RPGs. The more you level up, the more special moves you and your party members have access to. Speaking of which, every time you level up, you have the choice of either increasing your HP, physical moves, or special moves, but it all depends on what you prefer. In terms of stats, Mario is pretty much the most balanced character, so it really doesn't matter if he excels in physical moves or special moves. Mallow, however, is more of a magic user, so special moves are more of his forte as opposed to physical moves, especially his weather-based moves he can dish out. Gino, on the other hand, is more built around physical moves, but is a bit on the fragile side. I mean, he's a doll, so that's to be expected. Hmm. For real though, Gino is probably my favorite character because of how versatile his moves are. Especially the one where he turns into a goddamn cannon. It's no wonder why people want him to be in Smash Bros. Hmm. Anyway, Bowser may be lacking in the speed department, but he does have great physical strength and defense. As for Peach, she's mostly a supporter type, since most of her special moves involve healing you and your party members, but she definitely came in handy more times than you think, especially if you don't want to waste any items you have on hand. More on that later. But, new to the remake is the action gauge, which will gradually fill up depending on how much damage you inflict or receive, or how many attacks you block. If the meter reaches 100%, there's one of two abilities you can do, either Toad Assist or Triple Attacks. The first one is pretty self-explanatory. If you don't have a full party, Toad will give you an item to help you out in combat. Honestly, it's only useful up until the first few areas of the game, because it quickly gets overshadowed by Triple Attacks, which are basically combination moves you can pull off with your party members. If I had to pick a favorite, It'd probably be Mario, Peach, and Bowser's combination move because it felt uncanny to watch all three of them work together unleash what's basically a super attack. Though I did have fun utilizing the other ones. Going back to items, they are what you expect them to be. Some replenish your health, FP, remove status conditions, or even a temporary boost in whatever stat during combat. 
At first, I was annoyed by the limited items you can carry. Then again, I was playing this game blindly on normal mode, which was the highest difficulty available, and didn't realize that was one of the limitations. But hey, I was able to beat the game regardless, so I guess I can't complain too much. Another thing I couldn't help but admire was the music. Just like in the original game, Yoko Shimamura came back to compose the music for the remake, and every song is as enjoyable as they were before, if not better. Whether it's the enemy battle theme, the boss battle themes, the town themes, etc. The music in this game slaps! Especially the iconic song, Beware the Forest Mushrooms. Admit it, you've all done that when you first heard that song. In terms of post-game, I haven't finished it as of the making of this episode, but from what I've seen, you have the option to rebattle certain bosses, including a secret boss called Kulix. Kulix, or however the hell you say it, the most Final Fantasy X character you'll ever see in this game, and he knows how to make your life miserable. Hmm. Okay, obviously I'm giving this game more praise than I probably should. Is there anything that annoys me? Yes, actually. But they're mostly gripes, if anything. I don't know if it's just me, but the enemies you beat barely give you any experience, which made level grinding feel like a chore. Maybe it's another consequence of playing this game on normal mode? Either way, that kinda got on my nerves. Same thing goes for every enemy and boss not having a health bar. I get it, that's how RPGs were back in the day. Just keep attacking left and right until your opponent dies. But can I please see how much health my opponent has so that way I can plan accordingly with what items to use before wasting them? Then again, I was able to be Cuphead without knowing the health bars of Satan's underlings, so I should be used to crap like this. Keep in mind, you're listening to someone who plays Pokemon and Kingdom Hearts his entire life, so I may or may not have a biased way of playing RPGs. Also, I kinda wish Luigi and Yoshi had bigger roles instead of being used for the credits. Or in Yoshi's case, a minigame. I know, they probably didn't want to oversaturate on party members, but I think having these two join the party would make the game a bit more enjoyable. At least we got the Mario and Luigi series to look back on. What, were you expecting me to criticize the chibi designs like in Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pearl? Come on, I'm not that predictable. Hmm. Actually, I kinda like the chibi designs in this game as opposed to the Gen 4 remakes. But if you guys had to base on who should win this chibi war, that's why we have a Discord server and Instagram. Hmm. Alright, those are my pros and cons. What do I think? Well, I do have one thing to say to myself. Eric, you dumbass, you should have played this game when you had the chance. Hmm. For real though, despite the gripes I have, it's a phenomenal game, and I had a great time playing it. So much so, that I'm gonna give it a 9 out of 10. Low-key, this might be one of my favorite Mario games now. Maybe not top 5, but top 10 for sure and I highly recommend giving this game a chance, especially if you love Mario and RPGs. Now, if we're lucky, and this is a big-ass if, we might be seeing more Mario games with the RPG style in the future. I mean, we are getting a remake to Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door in March of 2024, so that gives me some hope, and you can definitely expect a review on that remake when it comes out. Until then, have any of you played the remake to Super Mario RPG? If so, what did you think? Tell us on our Discord server, or DM us on Instagram at Geeks Crossing. Continue to listen to us on all available listening platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. Check us out on Twitch at EmanTheLegendary, NuclearBacons, CryptoLock Games, or Carabai. Also, tell your friends and family about us, especially any Mario fans you know. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.
Shut up!